Well, good morning, everybody. Happy New Year, as it's been said already, but it's worth saying again. So, so happy to be here. Um, I'm not happy that Tim is sick, obviously, uh, but when he called yesterday and asked me to cover for him, I thought, wow, he must not be doing well because that's very uncharacteristic of him. Um, you know how much he loves this church, how he pours his heart and soul into everything, and for him to miss um, calls us to pray for him now. So I want to just take a moment to pray for Pastor Tim, and then we'll begin our study this morning. Father, we come before you and thank you so much for this day you've given us and for this new year you've provided, Lord. We have so much to be thankful for, to give you praise for, Lord. And we just want to come this morning to present our pastor, Pastor Tim, to you. Lord, you know um, he's home. We pray that you give him healing in the name of Jesus and that you allow him to uh, return as quickly as possible and that even now he is surrounded by your spirit and filled with your presence, Father. We pray these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, um, as Sal said, um, this is our home church. My wife, Viviana, and I are missionaries in Puerto Rico. We left here. We were sent by uh, Calvary Chapel, North Jersey, in 2011, correct? So it's been a while now, um, and if you uh, have been here a while, you probably recognize us or maybe have seen our newsletters that we send every so often. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of a background of what we're doing right now um, so that you can continue to pray for us uh, just this morning. Um, I was so blessed by a sister who approached me and said, we're praying for you. You're on our prayer list. And that just makes us feel so, so great that we know we have our home church praying for us and lifting up our needs um, as, as you are our brothers and sisters. So, so thank you so much. This morning um, was a little um, different because um, before I go into what we're doing, I thought I knew what I was going to share um, even when Tim called yesterday. Um, I had this idea of something that I taught on a few weeks ago and Viviana even said, hey, you can, you can share that. I said, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And um, of course, what I was thinking and what God wants often are two different things. And so at 7.47 this morning, the Lord said, that's not what you're going to talk about. And so um, I'm going to be taught alongside of you this morning, I think, because uh, I'm just going to be transparent. This is not a necessarily prepared sermon like normal, um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what God has to say to all of us. So like I said, Viviana and I are in Puerto Rico, in Guaynabo, Puerto Rico. Um, our mission there is to work with children through arts and education for God's glory. And we do that primarily um, through our business, which is called the Well Center for the Arts. It's a center that we have formed to um, help homeschooling families on the island. And so those families teach their children um, a few days a week, and then those kids come to us um, two days a week, and we teach Bible, art, science, and history um, during the day. We also started last year our after-school arts program, so we're excited that we're doing more theater, and hopefully this spring we're going to do our first full production 
And so our, our desire is to always um, look for the opportunities to share about God with kids, but not only that, to equip them to then tell his story as well. We want them to be able to go forth and, and basically replace us in the future um, telling uh, his story, telling the good news of Jesus Christ to others um, through the arts. And so that's what we primarily do. I'm also the assistant pastor at a church called um, Christian Community Church, also in Guaynabo. And my, my focus there is with the children and the youth at our church. So we're busy. We have a lot uh, that we're doing every day. Um, but this break for us has been really refreshing. Uh, my parents live in Hoboken. Um, so getting in and out of Hoboken is not refreshing. Um, but just being there and um, getting coffee and walking around is, is very nice. So this morning, um, I'd like you to open up in your Bibles to... As I said, this was a surprise for me too this morning. Matthew chapter 6. And we're going to begin together in verse 25. And it says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they Let's pray. Lord, as we enter into your word and receive the truth that you are about to speak to us, the truth we have already read, we ask that you begin to change our hearts. So often in these holiday times, especially New Year's, we look forward to the New Year bringing a promise of change, of new opportunities. And sometimes those things can cause us to worry and cause us to wonder. But Lord, we ask that you help us to wait and help us to hear the truth of your word and that it penetrate our hearts this morning, Father. We thank you for your word and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. As I said, um, when the Lord put this scripture on my heart this morning, my first reaction was, everybody teaches about this. How could I teach about this? I can't prepare. I don't have the time, Lord. I have the other notes that are all printed out on my, uh, from my parents' computer. I'm ready for this, not that. And yet he said no. And so the notes are in the car so that I wasn't tempted at the last minute to say, you know, to switch out. Um, but I think it's, it's clear that we all worry, don't we? We all become anxious. And um, I think that when we hear scripture like this, it, 
it is preached so often because it's necessary. <laughs> it's necessary that we hear this, that we are reminded because we worry every day. We get anxious about things every single day. When we look back at the chapter, we see Jesus, as part of the Sermon of the Mount, instructing his disciples to give, to pray, and to fast. And he encourages them to do these things not to be seen by others, but to be seen in secret by God the Father. And what an important background for us to remember that in all of our desires, in all of our resolutions, in all of the changes we may want to make in our lives, what is our primary motivation? Are we seeking to please God the Father, or are we seeking to be seen by men? In fact, as we read the verse that we, we just read in verse 25, Jesus says, don't worry about what you're going to drink, about your body, about your life. And aren't these things so often the things that are talked about in this month? I mean, how many people sign up for gym memberships in January, right, alone? Right, because we're worried about our bodies. We, we've, we've gorged ourselves on pork and chicken and turkey and stuffing and all these things. And now we have to get back to the gym or sign up for a gym. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we should take care of the bodies that God has given us. But we are not to worry or be anxious about them, especially if we're doing those things to be seen by men, to be seen by others. If we're concerned about what others think about our bodies or about our lives. And so God is, Jesus is speaking to the people, encouraging them not to do these things, not to be like the hypocrites who do them for show, but to do these things, to do these things. We are to do these things, by the way. We are to give, we are to pray, and we are to fast. As disciples, as people who desire to abide with God the Father, to abide with him, to spend time with him for the sole sake of our relationship with him and nothing more. He then goes on to talk about treasure. Treasure. This is something that we also can worry about. Our finances, the thing, our homes, the things that occupy our time. But he says to not focus on these earthly things, these things that will perish, these things that will rot, these things that will just dissolve in an instant, but to place our treasure in heaven where rot will not affect them. If you were um, driving up Route 21 this morning and you saw an accident on the side of the road, did anybody else see that? Yeah. A terrible accident um, on the southbound side. And as a few hours ago, we all celebrated the new year and the new opportunities and promises that can come when we enter a new year. We also remember that we are not guaranteed the next minute of our lives. And I say that hoping we prayed for the person in our car that a person will receive 
the treatments and will recover. But just two weeks ago, right after we, actually less than two weeks ago, a few days before Christmas, a good friend of ours in Puerto Rico, her father was going to the airport to pick up um, her sister for Christmas and he was in an accident and he died. And it made me think about him when I saw that accident this morning and about the truth that we read in the scripture that we are not to store any treasure here on this earth but to seek first the kingdom of God. And that's where we're going to continue in the reading. Verse 27 says, Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, do not worry saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? How many of you have worried about those things recently? (laughs) For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. So interestingly enough, in the beginning of this chapter, Jesus tells his disciples to not be like the hypocrites, to pray and fast and give because you want others to see um, your actions to praise you. But here now he says, do not be like the pagans who run after these things. So we're given two instructions about how we're not to, to be, how we're not to act in this world, and yet how are we to act? Verse 33 gives us the answer. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And who is our righteousness? Jesus is our righteousness. Seek first his kingdom and Jesus and me. Jesus is speaking here. Seek me. And all these things will be given to you as well. How many of you are seeking him this morning? And I want to tell you that Jesus was speaking to a crowd of people. Many of them were his disciples as he spoke the Sermon on the Mount. But many of them didn't know him. Had no relationship with him. And this morning, if you have not given your life to Jesus, the promises that he gives to his people are not for you. The treasures that he promises us in heaven are not for you. In fact, what is for you for those who die apart from Christ is eternal punishment, is eternal separation from the God who loves you, who who says to you, are you not more valuable than a bird? Will I not provide for you? So for anyone here who has not known Christ as your Savior, what are you waiting for? As I said, the person in that car that I saw on Route 21, we don't know if he or she is alive. Or many. I don't know how many people were in that car. 
We don't know if they knew Christ before that accident. Whether they are alive or not, I pray that they, they do. I pray that they did. Because there's not an opportunity. There's no new year for them. There's no new year for them on the, in this life or in the next. Their next moment will be when they open their eyes and stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And if they have given their life to him, they will rise again. We will all be resurrected one day. Either to eternal glory or to eternal damnation. And so let's not waste any more time. <laughs> all of us say, well, you know, when the new year happens, January 1st, I'm going to start doing this, I'm going to start doing that. That's common. We all do that. But if you've been saying that about Jesus, don't wait a moment more. You are not guaranteed the next minute of your life. Do you understand? Do you understand? God created you. He loves you. He created you in his image. But your sins have separated you from him. And there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do to pay back. We were watching a movie last night, and we, we, we see lots of movies and say assumptive language, assumptive language, because there are all these things that happen in, in films that sound, sound good, sound true, but they're not. And the, the, this one movie said, don't you know that every bad deed is erased by the good deeds that you do? <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah, that's not true at all. But paying the price for our sins, Jesus died on the cross, as we sang about with Anthony. At the cross, you beckon me. You beckon me. Is he beckoning you this morning? Has, he, has the Holy Spirit knocked on your heart to say, come to me, surrender your life to me? And you've been resisting? Don't resist. You are not guaranteed another moment of your life. And for those of you who, who know the Lord, who have Christ in your heart as your Savior, as your Redeemer, tell his story. Tell his story. You have a story of when you were lost, when you were blind, when you were dead in your sins and your trespasses, and now you are alive. You are alive, amen? So tell that story. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all the other things that we worry about that we're anxious for, all those other things will be given as well. Why? You are valuable. You are valuable. You have worth. Jesus said it himself, are you not more valuable than the birds? And I care for them. Do you believe he loves you? Do you? Because he does. For God so loved the world, that's you, that's me, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him would not, what, perish, but have everlasting life. That's for you and for me. And that's the good news. That's the gospel that changes our life more than a gym, more than a new diet, more than nice clothes or a nicer house or a better job, what can transform your life is Jesus alone. 
Let him transform your life. Even brothers and sisters, we need transformation on a daily basis. We've been saved from our sin. Hallelujah. That's done. It's finished. We don't have to worry about that. But we do need to surrender our lives daily when we begin to worry. So I encourage you as you enter this year, 2023, lay those things down. Trust the Father who saved you to provide for you. Amen? And finally, verse 34 says, Therefore. And what's that therefore? (laughs) Help us wrap it up, right? Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. You know that, right? (laughs) I think we all lived long enough to know that tomorrow always does worry about itself, doesn't it? Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own, but each day also, God's mercies are new. So today may be January 1st, the new year, but every day, God's mercies are new for you. So let's bow our heads and let's pray. Father, how awesome it is to open up your word. And just be taught by you to be open to hear what you have to say. Even when you change our plans, thank you for changing our plans, Lord. Thank you for speaking to us exactly what it is we need to hear. As my wife says, maybe that was a double for somebody today. Where someone read that verse this morning or has been talking about it. And they, they hear it again as a confirmation of what you're already speaking. Or maybe like me, I just needed to hear it again today. I was surprised, but I'm thankful, Lord. I'm thankful that your word is alive. That we can literally just open it up and read and, and learn from you, your own lips, Father, as you teach us through your word. I pray right now for any person here who recognizes that they are a sinner and that there's nothing they can do to wipe away their sins, Lord, but that you have already paid the price by sending your son, Jesus. By dying on the cross, Jesus, you became our substitute. We deserve eternal punishment, but you took our place, Lord. And so if there's anyone here, anyone here, anyone here, that has been resisting, that wants to give their life to Jesus, wants to surrender, wants to start this new year right and, and receive the, the transformation that you promise, the provision that you promise. I pray, Father, that you help them to come to you to confess their sins for you are faithful to forgive us of all unrighteousness when we confess our sins. When we believe in our heart, and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus, you are Lord. You are worthy. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. And I pray for those who have walked with you a short time or a long time that you would encourage us and help us to lay down our burdens daily, Lord to trust you in all things, 
to remember that you are our Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. You sustain us, Lord. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, God. As we enter this time of communion, we ask that you help us remember what it is we are doing as we partake of the bread and of the juice. That you help us to remember, Lord, that you paid a great price. And we thank you, Lord. And we thank you, Father. And we give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen.